Hey, what's up, you guys, and welcome back to Off the Record with Mackenzie Dippet. If the audio sounds weird, I'm recording in my room. I redid my room. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but my room is strangely echoey. I don't know why, but yeah. Anyways, and this episode is actually sponsored by Celsius Live Fit. Um, no, it's not. I I wish it was though. My brother actually went to the store for me this past week, and I was like. He was going to the store for himself, but I was like, can you get me a Celsius? And he brought back six peach vibe Celsius. And I had never tried the peach ones before, but I really liked them. So now I have them at my desk. I think I'm down to like two now. I had six. So I'm down to two. Need to restock. But anyways, yeah, jam-packed episode. I was gone for like two weeks, but I'm back now and I have a lot of content. So let's get right into it. So for me this week this coming week when you're listening to this, it'll be the end of my finals week. I'm releasing this on Friday. I'm recording this on Saturday, but it'll be finals week for me. And something that I always stress about is, okay, here's the thing. I don't stress about studying and I don't stress about content in terms of, you know, what I need to reteach myself, brush up on. I don't worry about any of that stuff, but you know what I do worry about? The environment in which I take a test in and, or do work in. And and that stresses me out more than the content itself. And I always find myself like, especially right now, because, you know, I'm at home, I'm doing school from home. And so it's like my environment and how I work is like very, very vital, I guess, to what I, what kind of work I produce and like how I work and, you know, my, my, just my overall productivity. And for a while, my room was like, it was in the, my room was in the same position and by that I mean like where the furniture is you know what I mean for like four years and granted this past year and a half like this okay this past year like 2020 I was at home right but majority of 2020 I was home and I was it was the summertime and then just this fall you know was like fully at home for the semester and then this spring um but you know, and in the past when I would go to school and come back home, you know, my I didn't really think about it that much. You know, I always like to switch up my environment. I like the idea of like rearranging my room, but I never really put as much importance into it until, you know, like this year. And one thing I was, you know, kind of looking around at and I was like, I want to redo my room. I feel like I am like mentally in quicksand to put it in the best, you know, term terms. And so I my like my parents helped me move my furniture and I got rid of a bunch of stuff and my room is I wouldn't say it's minimalistic because the furniture has like really nice details in it but I only kept out you know the essentials and I got rid of a lot of the things that you know I didn't think would were really necessary or I put them somewhere else and so I like for instance I have different canvas paintings that people have done for me or that I've done for myself and I've chosen to only have one on the wall at a time just depending on like where my room, like where it is in the room, it's for right now, it's by my desk. And I'll change that out with like, you know, how I, which one I want, you know. But changing up your room, or at least in my case, really helps my productivity, my just like my mental, you know, health, like everything. I think it's something that's like so over, like underlooked or overlooked. And it's, I don't know. I really, I think it, it's, it's had a big impact on me. I can tell because like now I have just my desk and my desk used to have this bookshelf on it that I used to keep like my perfumes on. I used to keep all these little knickknacks on it. And now it's so like, if I were to clean my desk off right now, there would only be a picture frame, a speaker and a lamp. 
and that's it. And I like that because that means when I, whenever I sit down to do work or whenever I sit down to record podcasts, whenever I sit down to study, whatever, I can have, I can basically bring the creativity to the space instead of leaving the creativity at the space and constantly having to come back to the same thing. Does that make sense? It's like, for me, I value like going into like, or at least when I sit down, I like the idea of every time I sit down at my desk, I can set up things differently and I can move things around as much as I want. Where before, where I had this big bookshelf on my desk, it was like everything was already set in stone. And I don't like that. I like basically having not as many things on tabletops, on desks, everything like that on your floor. You know, not that you should have a lot of stuff on your floor, keep your room clean, helps your mental health. But going to sit down at a table and at least for me where there's not a lot of things on like on the desk allows for more flow and allows for more you know me putting my input in if that makes any sense somebody's listening to this and they're like yeah Mackenzie I understand you completely and somebody else is listening to this and they're like sure but I don't get it you know what I mean but anyways yeah but rearranging my room is going to make the biggest difference in my productivity, not only this summer, but just with finals. And another thing with finals too, and while we're on this like track of, you know, studying and different things like that right now, oh my gosh, if you heard that, I apologize. It scared me. It was my Adobe like alarm thing. Oh my, God, my heart just like jumped. Anyways, but one thing that I found on TikTok actually was this website that you can go to called I miss, there's two, you can go, I miss my bar, I miss my cafe. And right now more than like any time, if you're somebody who normally studies in the social setting or you are used to studying with people or just with background noise and you're not getting that because you're like at home or you're in your apartment or you're just somewhere where unless you're making the noise, you're not going to hear anything. I highly recommend using both of those websites or going and trying one of them out. It's I miss my bar or I miss my cafe because you can adjust like different noises that you know like a kitchen would make you know like glasses you can adjust you know people talking there's music you can adjust every like there's even you know a thing for um like cars outside it's and i've never seen anything like that and i'm very excited you know that i like i've utilized it like a couple times this past this past month and i like it a lot because i'm somebody that cannot study in dead silence i have to have five things going on at once. And it really helps when I can tune into one of those and I can hear trucks outside. I can hear people talking. I can hear glasses clinking. I can hear music. You know, it, it something like that is just really helpful for me. So if you're somebody who struggles with studying in dead silence and you feel like, you know, whenever somebody tells me you have to sit down and study hard, in my head, that kind of bothers me. In my head, I'm thinking, I know what you think when you're saying that. When you say sit down and study hard, you mean no distractions. And in a lot of people's heads, background noise means distraction. But my brain needs a little bit of distraction because otherwise it can't focus. Because when it's really, really quiet, all I hear are the, are the a million thoughts in my head. Because let's face it, I've got a big brain and I got a lot of things running around in my head. We all do. So if you're somebody who like enjoys background noise i highly recommend i miss my bar or i miss my cafe i miss my bar is the one that i prefer because it's a little bit louder a little more casual but yeah anyways okay now we're getting into this segment where i just want to share all the random thoughts that i have set set up in my notes on my phone because the and these are not complete thoughts at all we know this or at least i know this you know where you're about to find out but i've you know as i go throughout my days, I always find myself randomly thinking about 
you know, as we all do, different things, topics, scenarios, ideas, what have you. And you know what shocks me is I don't feel old, but I think I will feel old when my youngest brother graduates college. Because here's the thing, when I'm a senior in college, he'll be a freshman in college. But when he's a senior in college and he, he graduates, that's when it'll really dawn on me, oh, like, oh, snap, we're all in the quote-unquote real world now. There's no, there's no, like, the end of college, like, undergraduate in my head is the end of adolescence. Even though you're, you know, you're, by the time you are, like, the end of your freshman year of of college, you're 19 or you're 18, you're of voting age, and then by the time you graduate, you're 21. At that point, you know, there's nothing else that's like a milestone in terms of like legality for whatever, you know what I mean? But that's something that is messing with my head right now. Like I can't, I don't see, okay, in my head, I am still virtually the same. I know I'm 20 years old, but I'm still the same age as I, okay, like basically I see myself on the same playing field as somebody who's 16, 17 years old. And I don't, I don't know if that makes sense because I know I'm in a very different envir- environment than somebody who is in high school because I'm in college, but I see myself as on a very similar or the same playing field as people who are that age. But once I graduate college, I'll see myself on the same play- playing field as people who are still in college. And then when my brother graduates, I don't know what in the world, like, I'm just going to feel so old. I'm going to go to the AARP people, AARP people and I'm going to be like, hey, do I sign up now or do you guys contact me? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go ahead and write a will. I don't know. I'm going to feel so old though. Like nothing so far has made me feel old, right? That and the fact that, you know, babies who were born in 2012 are 10 now. 2012 feels like it was two years ago. That's like the, the peak, was the peak of Vine in 2012? I'm going to Google that. When was the peak the peak of Vine. Okay, no, 2014. But was it around in 2012? Was Vine around? Oh, it was founded in June 2012. Okay, so like 2012, 2014, that two-year time span in my head meshes together. It's all the same. So basically, people who were born in 2012 aka when Vine was around, which does not feel that long ago, are 10 years old now. That blows my mind. That's crazy. Okay. And that's the end of that random thought. Basically, I'm going to feel old when my brother graduates college. And he's about to be a senior in high school, so he's already thinking about where he wants to apply. And so that's just weird in in, in itself. And I still am like, I don't even know what going on yeah (laughs) anyways okay so people are now are starting to talk about you know what's going to be the summer trend what's going to be what is everybody going to be wearing people are looking to people like emma chamberlain for like video inspiration she did one about like summer videos and here are my i have two hot takes maybe more as i keep talking but for the time being i have two hot takes on things that should either come back or i think maybe could be a good idea or something that I'm like, oh, yes, I can't wait. Okay, 
So here's the thing. So right now, everything from the early 2000s, Y2K, everything like that is coming back in to style. A lot of people were, are wearing that. And the like a lot of the early two, like, and then you have two different sides to that. You have the more almost like a casual preppy. And then you have the surfer, like the surfer girl, surfer boy type outfits and type wear. But with that though, and I've said this before, I think, but the way that people are wearing those trends now is almost meshing early 2000s with the 70s. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Cameron, here's your calculator. Okay, anyways. But if you think about it, it makes sense because here's the thing. Flare jeans. Everybody's wearing flare jeans. You know, when, when was that popular, Mackenzie? Oh, it was popular in the 70s or late 70s. You get, you know what I mean. And then what are people wearing like for shirts and tops and hats? They're wearing the Hawaiian like flower pattern. When was that popular? Like early 2000s, Y2K, surfers, like Cal Cali girl. You know what I mean? It's that mesh. And I, and you know what I think would go very well with that? Hear me out something that was both popular during that time, the 70s, and during like Y2K, wedges. Gr so, so boys, this, this one's not for you. But wedges, hear me out. This is, the, this is the outfit I have painted in my mind and I'm going to wear it. I have to, find, I have to find flare jeans first or like whatever. But I'm, I'll, I'll get there. But basically, wedges with flare jeans, and they have to be tan wedges. They can't be, or basically they just can't be black wedges because no, um, but tan wedges with blue flare jeans that are like high-waisted and like any sort of top or anything. I think it could be a look. I think it could be a trend if we wear it like that because the wedge flip-flops are coming back in. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think it could be a thing. And you know, one thing that Emma Chamberlain talked about in her video or wore in her video in terms of like what she's going to be wearing this summer, what she thinks is going to be a trend. And, you know, I was on this. We were brain twins because me all the way in North Carolina has also been looking into this and also has noticed this across, you know, pop culture trends, whatever, predicting trends. Hats, baseball hats, the classic American baseball hat, you know, the most popular one is like the New York Yankees one or the new, just like it's for the New York Yankees, but it just has the NY on it. I think a lot of people are wearing the trucker hats. I think those are going to go out before they're going to stay in. I think they're going to be gone by the end of the summer. I think they're not going to be a thing anymore, or at least by the end of the year. But I think that the 2000s, I, I often think of like Lizzie McGuire. I don't remember what movie it was in, but like the classic American girl, you know, Guys, this works for you too, but in my head, I'm thinking of the, you know, whatever, is wearing the baseball cap and you have some strands of your hair pulled out and you have like the classic white shirt, blue jean, beautiful. And I also think the Converse are coming back ahead of Vans. Vans are starting to go out. Converse are coming in. The new age of fashion, I give you. Okay. That's the end of my, my talk for fashion and that just that, tr that, you know, moment. You know what? Another thing too. Okay. Mosquito bites, inconvenient. But you know what's more inconvenient? Blisters. I, the other weekend, had to wear heels for like five days straight. The other week, not weekend. Five days straight. And you know, I didn't think about it, but I was like, at first when you wear a pair of heels, you know, for the first time, you're like, oh, these are comfortable. I can wear them for a couple hours. But on the fifth day, 
and the back of your heels are bleeding, the sides of your feet are bleeding, like everything's your your feet are bleeding. You 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 start to have some sympathy, or at least I did, and I started to think of everybody who on a daily basis has to walk a lot and wear heels. And by people who do those things, I mean specifically flight attendants or female pilots. Because that's the only job where I can remember focusing on somebody who is wearing a specific outfit and a specific pair of shoes. Because, you know, a lot of flight attendants and they have a very specific uniform that they have to wear. Um, height of heel is very specific, shape of heel, everything like that. And I just always remember, like, me myself, if I had to get off a plane and rush to a different terminal, and I was in sneakers. Imagine being a, like, a, a flight attendant and you're wearing that stuff every day and you have to go on these flights every single day. And you're walking, like, I newfound respect, newfound respect for them because I don't think heels are uncomfortable until they are, you know what I mean? And nobody realizes that they are until they are. So that's the, that's, that's the thing with that. Yesterday I got so bored that I started making my like wedding invitation list guys, I'm not even in a relationship. <laughs> I'm also not even in any position, obviously, to get married anytime soon. I'm 20 years old. I've not seen majority of the world. Not that getting married cuts you off from seeing, seeing the world, but you know what I mean. Basically, I'm nowhere near it. And I'm actually on the opposite spectrum. I am single. You kind of have to have some have a boyfriend or girlfriend be engaged plan the wedding and then have the wedding i'm steps behind that anyways i started like making my wedding invitation list yesterday and you know what's so weird to think about is some people can i and i'm talking about this just strictly because summertime i associate with a lot of weddings happening and or just wedding season i should rather say but anyways one thing that i think about is so that's so strange is that you could invite people to your wedding and be on good terms with all of them but it's so strange to think about where you're going to sit people seat people you know i don't i like that's the weirdest part of of wedding planning i think would have would have definitely have to be that would you know the wedding planner comes out with this i don't know in my head it's like a 3d model of the venue and how you're setting it up it's probably not it's probably on like a excel spread i don't know like i don't i don't know How, what would i know but in my head they come out with this 3d model of like the venue and what it looks like and they say okay so who do you want to put in the back and you have to look at your list and you're, you have to be like mm these people or like like how wait what's the process for that do you put the like a, the people who are most likely to be late in the back do you have do you put do you have an empty table for people who are going to be rude and show up with a plus one even though they didn't put it down on the thing like what do you do like imagining myself like having to go through and be like yeah these people I just want their gift like that's what I think about when people put people at the back of the of the of the room and in, in that scenario like I don't know I'd have to mine honestly would just have to be a circle like I don't like you know what I mean because otherwise I'm I'm not good at hurting people's feelings I'm really not like I personally and I say this all the time oh I don't care what people think da, 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 I'll speak my mind which is true but I'm not rude. And in my head, and it's probably not rude to be like, yeah, these people go in the back. But in my head, I'm like, whoever sits in those seats most likely is thinking like, oh, either they know why they are put there and they're fine with it 
or then or they figure out why they're put there or they realize why they're put there and they're not nice about it basically I don't want anybody to be in a bad mood. And so, I don't know why. I just think that that would be so awkward. Like, because you basically have to dwindle down who you're not closest to. Or, who, like, legit who you just want a gift from. And that's that's where the... No, even you wouldn't even put the rich, the rich aunt there or something. Like, or the rich family friend. You're going to... Because they're probably going to write a check at the end of the wedding or something. I'm just kidding. But that's so weird to me to think about, like, how, like boy, who you're going to put in the back. Do people, I wonder, do people plan out where they sit during the ceremony? Like, uh, like other than the family, obviously. Because that's another level. Oh, dang. Can't think about that. But anyways, the other day, I was, you know, after, like, far beyond before making my, like, wedding invite list just because I was bored, I was talking to my family, I think it was actually on Easter, about, like, different rules that I have. Because, let's be honest here. Some girl, oops, some girls think about, oh, like, I want this color scheme. I want this. And this might sound really bad, but I have rules. <laughs> I have like, but they're not mean. And I'll explain all of them. So here we go. My first one, no phones at the ceremony at all. The only device will be the camera of a photographer. And here's, and I think most people can get on board with this because here's the deal. How many times, okay, a scenario everybody has probably seen in a movie where there was a wedding. Have you, granted it's a movie, but think about like, you know, and the wedding that is in that movie or whatever that you're thinking about, how weird it would be if any if everybody in, you know, like the, the pews or whatever it was in, like outside, whatever, in the ceremony held up their phone to start taking like a Snapchat video of the bride walking down the aisle. You know how like disgusting that is? Like, I don't know, some people might be fine with that, but it, for me, all I can think about is how ugly those pictures look. Because at that point, we might as well have just live streamed it and everybody else could stay at home. You know what I mean? It, it's just weird. Because, yeah, it just it just makes for ugly pictures. And what if somebody forgets to put their phone on, 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 on vibrate or on silent and then you just hear, like, what's a song? Like, Britney Spears' Toxic ringing while you're walking down the aisle. Like, because... Graham Graham is calling from Connecticut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I don't know why, but that's just so weird. Like, and then you have somebody who's like, oh, excuse me, gotta take this. And they like walk out of the back. I don't know. That's just something that I could not n- not deal with. I would kind of not be a bridezilla, but I would be a little bit, it, it's, it's disrespectful to me. Okay. Next. There, and this is a controversial one. There will be a hired babysitter to take care of children in a room of the church during the ceremony. Hear me out. I love children. They are welcome at the reception. And and obviously, not all of these rules will happen, obviously, because, again, I'm the, far, the furthest from it. These are just things that I think about. And here's the thing. You might be offended by this. Why did you want babies at a ceremony? Do you think the baby cares? Do you think the baby's going to be like 10 years old and is going to be like any child under the age of you can understand to be quiet um, is going to think in a couple of years afterwards, hey, why wasn't I in there? No, they're not. And so with that being said, if they don't care to be there at all, all they really want to do is dance, dance to like Uptown Funk at the reception. They can go into a separate room hang out with the other kiddos make as much noise as they want make a friend let let their parents be in the in the in the recept in the at the ceremony 
and then they can go chum it up at the reception. Come on now. Doesn't that, if you were a child, if I know if I were five years old, I wouldn't want to sit there. I'd be like, yeah, show me to where the coloring books are. Let me make as much noise as I want. And then I'll go make more noise at the reception. It makes sense. It makes sense. Thirdly, this is just something that, not a rule, but just something that I think would be cool is I've seen it on TikTok too, because that's where I, that's where I see everything that or Pinterest, but a live painting of the ceremony. I think that would be so cool because in my head, I think that like a big picture is kind of tacky to hang up or at least it's just not, it's not tacky. It's just not my taste. But if I was going to hang up a picture, like a larger picture, I'm much more inclined to hang up a, a painting as in not, not like a, not a real life painting. Do you know what I mean? Like not, not a painting where they make the people actually look like real life. Like not with the paintings where it looks like a photo, but paintings where it's kind of like a watercolor, I guess. Yeah. Like watercolor. And I would hang that up more likely because it just looks classy. It looks really classy. It looks really cool. And then, um, Oh yeah, I just have a preference for cake. I already, I, I this is something that I've always been kind of set on for a while, but lemon cake, but no dye, no artificial yellow dye with cream cheese icing or buttercream because I don't like whipped cream icing. It makes me sick to my stomach. It's too, I don't know how to describe it, but I just don't like it. And lemon cake is very universal, but it's not boring. So there's that. And also no one is allowed to wear white or a variation of it. And I feel like that's not too much to ask. I feel like that's acceptable because let's let's be honest. You know, you know, you know how a wedding works. The bride wears white, not you. Come on now. Come on. I don't even want to see somebody walk in with a drink that like a drink, a dress that virtually looks white and they they and they'd be like, oh it's a pale pink. No. It it's white. And I don't know. I mean like I don't think I'd be that offended, but depends on who you are like if you're in the bridal party and you're or in the group in the um like the groom's party or whatever and you and you're wearing that like i'd be like eh. be a little weary of you just like you know it's like unspoken i feel like or it should be but also jumping back to my first rule of like the no phones at the ceremony there will be a collection or you'll be asked to like leave your phone in your car for the for the um yeah, just for the ceremony. It's because I don't want to, you know, like, I think these are all not stupid. The only one I think that's really controversial could be the the babysitter one where, like, because I plan on, like, being at a church or being wherever, but basically that one is the only one I think people could maybe be like, oh, I don't know that about that, Mackenzie. But again, I don't think that child is going to be offended by the fact that when they were five, six years old, they weren't invited to the ceremony. They just want to make noise. They're welcome to break it up on the dance floor. They're just not welcome to sing and shout in the ceremony. Yeah. Okay, last thing I have to say about just weddings, and I just came up with this idea, is, okay, so you know how a lot of times the only person who really knows the bride or really knows the groom is the bride or the groom? Because obviously they're getting, they're marrying each other. They should know each other pretty well. But you know what would be very interesting is... The weekend of the night, not the night before, two days before, basically the evening after the rehearsal dinner, you know, it would be so funny is if you had like a cahoot or a jeopardy and it involved, you know, all the groomsmen, all the bridesmaids, the parents of, of both, and then the bride and the groom themselves. And 
it would just be like categories. So for Jeopardy, for example, you could like one example, like you could do like college, you could say uh, travel, like different, just get a different broad categories. But in there, there would be specific things linked to different people in the, in the bridal and groom party. And everybody would have to like guess who it was. I don't know. And it would be like funny, funny or like slash slightly embarrassing things. And it would be, I don't know, just, I think it'd be so funny because there's some things that I just know, like from talking to my parents that I know that my uh, grandparents just didn't know about my dad until after the fact. And it was like, or same with my mom, like different things that are like funny about their personalities and stuff like that. And I think that would be very like, I don't know. It would be like a good memory moment to bring everybody a little bit closer and it just would be funny overall. But anyways, okay. America's best kept secrets. And you know who it is. You know what it is. The third property brother. Okay. Let's be honest. We all watched, or maybe you didn't, but I watched HGTV from the time that I was a wee child. Seven years old. I think when, when, when did HGTV first start air whatever oh 1994 yeah yeah it was around okay i'm just trying to make sure i was like not off by multiple years anyways so when i was seven years old 2007 i remember watching hgtv property brothers i was like oh there's two of them that's cool life goes by life goes on 2019 rolls around there's a third property brother i'm sorry what you mean this whole time there's a third one what does he do? Is he in this mix of knocking down walls and, and selling real estate? What does he do? Is he the cameraman? No. Why does he look like the ex-member of Green Day or something? Why does he, why why do I just know that he was slightly neglected based on his haircut? Hmm? I don't know. America's best kept secret is one of them at least is by far the third property brother because none of it nobody knew he was he was very much so on the, like off the grid his his brothers were the most on the grid right you know everybody knew who they are like i if i were my dad for instance used to hang out you know we would walk in like the lighting section of of, of lowe's hardware or home depot nobody's buying lights in there have you ever met anybody who didn't go in there for just a general light bulb i don't know anybody who like order orders fans or just like outright from the store like if you order a light from lowe's or home depot you have it shipped to your house nobody's going in there and just picking out light. I don't, at least I've never witnessed anybody going in there and doing that. I'm probably wrong, but you know what I mean? Like you, we were, we would be in that section that is just basically there for looks and you walk around in the light section and you could just hope that somebody from like curb, certain curb appeal or like, I don't know, the property brothers specifically would walk up to you and be like, Hey, do you need to redo your home? Only years later to find out that those people are planned and everything is planted because it takes time and money and effort. Duh. Exactly. Cause I mean, cause of course, Mackenzie, it would have to click in your head to think that why did they already have this camera crew following around this couple and this family and this couple and this family weren't phased by this camera. And then the I was a wee child, didn't understand how the whole thing worked. But basically, dad and I used to hang out and we were like, maybe, maybe one of them will be in, maybe one of them will come around and we'll, we'll, we'll get a nice reno, reno out of it, renovation. But anyways, the third property brother is America's most well-kept secret. And I don't know why it took us all 
10 plus years to find that find out that he even existed. Did they know that he existed? I wonder that too. Like were they separated at birth because the property brothers are twins and he's he's not. I know he wishes he was probably a triplet, but like I I wonder like do they know he existed? Uh we don't we don't we will never know, honestly. But you know another interesting family though, recently been brought up in the news multiple times, but most recently, the Duggar family, the 19 kids and counting family, their oldest boy, I think, was just found for, and, and he's going to prison for um, something that I can't, I, I won't say because it'll make, it'll take, they'll take my like uh, episode down, but you can look it up. Uh, I think his name is like Josh Duggar. Some very disgusting content that is related to minors. That's, that's what I'll say. And um, you know what I'm looking forward to? With that whole family, the Netflix special that's going to be coming out about them in probably the year like 2040. Because let's be honest, once Jim Bob dies, I feel like the kids will come forward. I think I feel like they'll say some stuff. They'll give us all of the deets. And I think it'll be a bombshell that America will, is, will feed upon. I just, that family blows. The only thing I remember about that show, because I never watched it, I think I've turned on TLC one time and because like Say Yes to the Dress or Toddlers into Yars was coming on afterwards. And I just remember seeing their pantry virtually looked like a Costco. So that's that's all I remember of them. But I think that family is so weird and so strangely, it's just so strange. Like when I think of the state of Arkansas, that's all I think about. And I mean, the family in and of itself is a cult, unless you're one of the children who managed to, you know, break away from that whole ordeal. Um, but yeah, very interesting family. Okay, but America's Best Kept Secret, number two, Baskin Robbins. I've seen one Baskin Robbins in my entire life, but I've never heard of anybody who goes to a Baskin Robbins. Like, great, okay, it's not, so it's not technically a secret, but it's definitely something that I'm like, yeah, is it really an ice cream shop? Or do people go in there and then they go below it and then there's like a tech facility and it's actually an undercover CIA thing that's disguised to be an ice cream shop? Hmm? These are the things I think about. Because who, who who in your life do you know has ever been like, grab the keys, grab some grab some cash, we're going to Baskin Robbins? No. Nobody has ever been like, let's go get Baskin Robbins. That's why I don't believe that they actually are an ice cream shop. That's why I think that it's it's just an un- undercover location that they yes they have ice cream, but it's not that's not really what it's there for. Because I people go to Cold Stone, people go to Dairy Queen, people go to what what else is an ice cream sh- shop? Like literally any other place nobody's going up to freaking Baskin Robbins. I don't know. But I think that Baskin Robbins could possibly be undercover for different locations for people to like, look, okay, in my head they go in and it's like a bathroom, but the, like, that's the place in my head. Like, cause I've never even stepped foot into a Baskin Robbins, but in my head I'm like, Oh, if I went in and I asked if I could use the restroom, they'd tell me that their restroom didn't work. But then if I sat in the parking lot long enough, I'd see somebody come out of that restroom, but it wouldn't be a restroom. If I went in there and then I opened the mirror and pressed some code or like maybe through the mirror something scans your face and something would happen and then you'd be in the middle of like a CIA like tech facility thing that they just like watch like people of interest. I don't know. But in my head, Baskin Robbins are not actually for ice cream because I don't know anybody who's ever been to a Baskin Robbins at all period. The end. I've driven by one, but I don't know anybody who's ever been in and been like, "Mm, I got really good Baskin Robbins ice cream today. Nobody thinks that. Nobody goes to Baskin Robbins. Hmm? Tell me I'm wrong. 
if your if your favorite ice cream is specifically from Baskin Robbins, let me know. I still won't believe you that it's it, it it's not like possibly something that the CIA that the government uses. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That's 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 all I gotta say about that one. Okay, everybody, that concludes this week's episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm going to go down two bottles of water because I need to hydrate. Because um, I've had too many, like, juice drinks and not enough water. So that's a, kind of irrelevant. Anyways, I guess if you're dehydrated, or I guess that was me trying to tell you to also hydrate, too, maybe. It can't hurt you, so grab, grab some water. And also, if you're going through finals exams whatever i wish you the best of luck put in your best effort um if you need to take a little study break there's no harm in doing that remember uh oh yeah like i miss my bar or i miss my cafe are two great options for like helping you create background noise while studying and what else oh yeah next week we're going to be talking all about traveling types of people you see when you're on vacation things you like road trips with your family, like being in a car with people, yada, 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 all that good stuff. And inevitably other things as well, because I always come up with, you know, my random list of things I think about, my random thoughts. Anyways, have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. See you guys next week. Bye.